0: Is of course, if you ignore all our previous episodes and just listen to this one, and now here are the only podcast hosts who have looked an Enderman in the eyes and lived to tell about it, Jennifer Jamula and Alison Goldberg. <laughs>
1: is this i don't know what's up <laughs> is there gonna be a trader joe's ad at the end
2: <laughs> it's very atmospheric matt i you some, might like it it's a little bit how what quarantine feels like like that song
3: <laughs> just just a slow march toward oblivion
2: <laughs> what was that
3: that is uh, some music from uh, a video game called minecraft perhaps oh. you've heard of it
2: oh it is Yeah. I didn't know it was so like moody and yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was gonna be
1: like That's what I thought it was
2: gonna
0: sound (laughs) like
2: (laughs) Well, welcome to Two Girls One Podcast. We will let you know in a minute why we're talking about Minecraft. (laughs) Um I'm Jen. I'm Allie. And we got Matt here too. And we (laughs) Allie and I are performers who had a show called Blog Logs, a live comedy show where we use the internet as our script live on stage. We then met people behind the internet posts that we've been performing all those years and our web series, Two Girls, One Show, and we went on scripted adventures and decided from there to move into Two Girls, One Podcast with the fabulous Daily Dot and Matt Silverman, uh, where we are interviewing people behind internet communities and phenomena that we find interesting. And today is all about a little thing called Minecraft, which I realized I've been saying Mindcraft, but it is in fact (laughs) mine.
1: Craft.
2: <laughs> so I'm going to throw that out there right away.
3: O- okay, boomer. I know.
1: <laughs> this is uh, the beginning of the end.
2: <laughs> truly, truly.
1: Um, but it's so, fine. The world's ending too, so right on. Yeah, good
2: time. time.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, a little while ago, I just want to give Allie props for coming across like a gold mine, mine, not mind, mm. a gold mine of like topics for shows in quarantine, and this was one that we found. Pretty interesting. So, Ali, you want to let
1: people know what we're doing today? Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard, but, like, everything's shut down. So, uh, college seniors, uh, they can't graduate from their college, which actually I feel, I've, I might feel the worst for college seniors. <laughs> That's the
2: worst, really, in yeah. all of this mess?
1: Why? no. Okay, health, people who are sick, that's number one. But of the people who are not sick and just hanging out, I think I might feel the worst for college seniors. Yeah. Because <laughs> you missed... your senior of college is so epic. And what the fuck does this mean for their job prospects?
2: Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: the job thing, for real. I mean, um, I don't know what, what might happen to our job prospects either. So there's I mean, that too. Hey, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash2g1p. The world's crumbling. Yeah. But uh, well, well, like, was senior year epic for you? Yes and no. Okay, actually, because my roommates were all a year older. So like, my closest friends, some of my closest friends had graduated. So my, so I felt like I felt like my junior year was kind of my senior year. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But yeah, I mean the shenanigans and like the right. end of college and there's the secret tradition parties. Yeah,
0: <laughs> graduation yes, was a big one too. That's
1: true. Well, so many so, things. So what are these students doing? Yeah. So they so some <laughs> students are recreating their college campuses. In Mindcraft, also known <laughs> as, <craft>. as Minecraft. <laughs> right. But Jen, I think your branding is better because it's for universities. It's a mm-hmm. meeting of the minds That's and right. their crafting. Right. So yeah. you heard it here, Minecraft. You can pay us for the rebrand TM. idea. Yeah, exactly. I'm
3: sure no one's thought of that.
2: Yeah. The the uh, big question on my mind, though, Matt, is mm-hmm. what the... Your F- Minecraft? What is Minecraft? <laughs> 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 we know that you are probably the only person here who has played Minecraft, right? Unless, Ellie, have you?
1: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> give it a shot. Is,
3: give it a shot. You, you guys always do tremendous research. Like, you really always go above and beyond every single week.
1: I don't know uh, if he's being sarcastic. No, no I, so tell. I, I am. I cannot like, tell. When it
3: comes to like reading like twenty articles to get yourself prepared, you are always prepared, but then we have done a couple shows where it's like the the hurdle like you don't have the the devices or the or the you know the the background to With like really dive into the game <laughs> like we've covered VR but like literally none of us have a VR headset
1: I mean I've tried so, a fair amount of VR though
3: Sure but you haven't been inside VR chat and we've covered VR chat like three times you know no, and so
4: I really
1: want to get inside that VR chat I want to get yeah. in there All right <laughs> 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 but he, but here's, but the larger problem is not us. I, I worry about like, that's pretty cool that they're doing that. But a lot of their fellow students probably aren't on Minecraft. And there's a lot of um, issues with tech accessibility. You know, some kids are they're going home to various situations and time zones and, you know, access to technology. And so they can't really partake in this virtual recreation of the college experience that we're covering in several episodes, really.
2: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, people aren't like doing classes in Minecraft, as at least as no. far as we know, right? They're just like kind of Not checking yet. out buildings, hanging out. Though that
3: has been done uh, many times. There is an educational version of Minecraft where teachers and students can meet outside of pandemic times and whatever. Like it has been it is such a if you ask me, Minecraft is the most important video game ever created, full stop. And as such, it is so widespread and so it is very accessible to so many people and kids that like teachers who are like, I can't really get these kids to pay attention. But when I hold class in Minecraft, wow, there's so much engagement and it's such a it's such an educational game. It's such a mechanical game about building circuitry and building archit- architecture and art and, and and all these amazing things that it lends itself to education and community and social spaces, which I assume we're going to be hearing a lot about uh, today.
2: Very cool. Well, that gives me an idea. Matt, what's your Minecraft avatar like?
3: My goodness. Well, <laughs> you know... It has become this juggernaut, and I and but I came to Minecraft when it was still in development. Oh, I thought you were
1: uh, saying your avatar is a juggernaut. I was like, "What? He's huge.
3: He's totally ripped.
1: He's an incredible Hulk." Like, okay. Incredible. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the game itself has become like this this monster. I, I think it's there are three best selling video games of all time. One is Wii Sports, the other is Tetris, and the third is Minecraft. And Minecraft might be number one by now. I don't know. Every, you can get it on any device, your phone, tablet, anything. Um, but I used to play it on PC back when it was still being built. And it was being built by like one guy and a, a, and then a, and later a small team. So it would be these incremental updates. And it was this revolutionary thing of like, normally when you get a video game, you get it and it's done and then you play it and it's either good or bad. And this was the first time in widespread internet culture that it was like, hey, I'm working on this game. You can play it if you want for like $12 and you can own it forever. And every time I release an update or you give me feedback, I'll, I'll iterate on it. And, and now in 2020, this is like the de facto way that games are made now sometimes. And that's like revolutionary. So to answer your question, I played it a lot when you couldn't really customize your character or when the feature, it wasn't as social as it is today. It was okay. It was more like, oh my God, it's 2009. I've never seen any video game like this. I'm obsessed with it. And I need to know every little bit and piece of it. And whatever. And these days, like we have it on Switch and I play with my kids occasionally, but we're not hopping into servers or whatever. We're just like Mm -hmm. building a cool little house and finding a pet dog and then having fun. And then you turn it off. Like we're not as, we're not doing it all the time the way we used to.
2: And has it maintained its popularity over that time or is it sort of making a resurgence now?
3: in the culture it's been like oh my god the kids in fortnite and like fortnite is massive and huge but while that phenomenon was happening minecraft never lost ground it was always as popular or more popular it was just you know 10 years old at that point so people were not covering it as feverishly as the fortnite phenomenon so it minecraft completely blew up what gaming could be and has never left the gaming consciousness. And as we'll learn today, it continues to be a tool for social interaction that if it's facilitating social things that
2: could not have been done
3: prior to a game like this.
2: Oh, God, I miss being social. Well, uh, today we are talking to <laughs> the student journalist, <laughs> the student journalist that? who wrote an article from The Verge where we learned about this it's called Campuses Closed. So College Students Are Rebuilding Their Schools in Minecraft. And then we're going to talk to two of the builders out there who are making these campuses. So we'll see how it's being done. That's right.
1: That's right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is. That is factually accurate.
1: That is what's (laughs) happening. Man, the world is crazy. Ellie, how are you doing today? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I I need to figure out some more shenanigans. Yeah,
2: you do. You're doing well
3: though. You had your bathtub date. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The dates. I'm sort of over it.
2: Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no, you heard it
1: here, folks. <laughs> yeah, it was happened fast. I had a lot of fun in the first one because I was like naked in my bathtub drinking Manischewitz while all my friends were there. <laughs> but then after that, it kind of went downhill.
3: You're over that? That's a great hook.
1: Well, I definitely need to gamify it more. But I also, mm. but also, like when you go on a normal Bumble date with a stranger, it's like, oh yeah, they're like kind of boring, <laughs> 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 you know. I have a lot of ideas for how I think group dating should go down in quarantine, but TBD. I don't know. I'm I'm still swiping and freaking out the boys. You know, in L.A., the boys on Bumble are so cute and so boring. I don't know what's going on with Bumble. (laughs) They're all so attractive and they're all like, hey, how's your quarantine going? And I'm like, okay, really? (laughs) Also, you get three texts about quarantine and then I'm done. And the boys are whiny. They're so whiny. They're like, yeah, I'm just... Ah, One guy was literally like, yeah, I'm just really lonely. And I'm like, okay, cool story, bro. So... (laughs) Like, why don't you at like, there's so many things to discuss about, like, I don't know, you've been living, like, 30-some years without quarantines. So, like, we could talk about that. And, like, Jen, well, maybe, Jen maybe. made a pretty, cra- Jen made a crazy profile for me, and they don't ask me anything about it. They're just like, hey. That's garbage, Or they're right? like, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, well, it's a Sunday in quarantine, so you know this story's not going to be good. Why don't you ask me about the monkey attack in my profile? Why don't you ask me about that?
2: Well, maybe because it's Bumble and they're not giving the opening line.
1: No, 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 but I'm always kicking it off with something crazy. And if I can't find something Mm -hmm. crazy to write, I don't write Mm -hmm. to them. So right. I'm doing my part. They're not yeah, doing it. Yeah, you're theirs.
3: serving it up on a silver platter. Alley-oop. You, they should be slam Alley-oop. dunking that ball, and I'm they're just and left
1: and right, That's what I'm and saying. they That's, are that sucks. boring. They don't this, have this, personalities. This, I think they're people all are in a funk. People are in a funk right now. Again. Fair. I know, and they're letting you know because men don't know how to deal with their own emotional baggage. Okay. They like to <laughs> put <and running> on strangers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired.
1: Stop being sexist. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but this, uh, you're making me realize that you have to, it's hard enough to form a relationship and date, obviously, but when you're physically in a space, you know, maybe you're boring and you're not really good conversationalists. but maybe there's chemistry, there's things happening at the table that are fun to chit chat about, but you're stuck at home. You got to bring your A game because there's nothing else to do but talk. You, that's all yeah. there is. You have to bring it. And these guys are doing, they're not even... I don't
1: know oh my god they're so boring This guy writes how's life on your end (laughs) And then (laughs) I answer You know with some ridiculousness And then I say you And he answers and then he says How are you spending your days lately I'm like how is this you just asked me Oh god It's so boring anyway I have an idea for a dating app (laughs) Okay (laughs) I'm not going to talk about it here because I'm serious
3: Oh, okay. Oh, I'm all gonna, right. Well, that's t- a tease.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you guys a lot of boring, incomplete stories today. Does everyone have a ton?
3: Here's something great that I'm going to say nothing about.
1: <laughs> Whoa. And then all right. I'm let's t- let's, let's move it along here. I got some trivia for you. That's a good <laughs> idea. That's, <laughs> for, this, the that's for the best. That's for the best. You should edit all that out.
3: You got it. Done and done. Today's episode is about Minecraft. I have some audio trivia about Minecraft, the most important game in the world, if you ask me. Uh, I'm going to play a sound for you. Get ready. Get ready.
1: How did you get that recording of my sex life?
3: (laughs) (laughs) You got it. You got it right. You win today's trivia. You left your mic on. And uh, there it is. Uh, This is, Minecraft players will probably know this very bizarre, creepy sound. Uh, It is the in-game sound from a a Minecraft enemy called a ghast, G-H-A-S-T, which is like a giant floating ghost that inhabits the parallel underworld dimension called the Nether. The Nether is an important place in Minecraft. You have to build a portal and move into this alternate dimension in order to obtain certain materials and, and go on certain quests. Uh, so you do not want to fuck with ghasts in the game. They are very dangerous and these sounds are fucking creepy as hell.
1: That's what people always tell me.
3: Yes, exactly. The sound you just heard was created accidentally by Ali leaving her webcam on during a, uh, an encounter. No. Uh, Created by the game's music producer, Daniel Rosenfeld, who goes by the composer name C418. The sound you are hearing is the modified audio of an animal that was living in his home at the time. What is this animal? Wait. I have three choices. So that's
1: an actual animal?
3: Those sounds were created by an animal, though he modified them using audio tools to create a kind of a, an amped-up, spookier sound.
2: Got it. All right. I what have are the... three
3: choices. Your choices are A, a hyacinth macaw, a tropical bird native to South America, commonly kept as pets, this trivia and in this stupid. scenario, the uh, bird was reunited know... with a long-lost sibling.
1: I gotta know bird sounds that have been modified. All right, all right.
3: I'll play it again. Listen carefully, listen carefully. But B, choice B, a cat that was woken up from a nap unexpectedly.
2: Oh, I like that.
3: Or C, a ferret seeing itself in the mirror. So, Mm. again, is this a tropical bird, an angry cat, or a ferret recognizing itself?
0: Oh.
2: What? Well... One of my first thoughts was a ferret or like some sort of weird rodent, but also it could it could be a cat. That could definitely be a modified cat, like stretching, making noise. Um, let's just, let's go with C, ferret.
1: Uh, I also wanted to go with ferret, but we need to diversify. So I'm going to go with macaw. Okay. If you really wanted to take ferret, I would take cat. That is so good of you, but. Strategizing. <laughs> I feel that you should go with ferret and I should go with macaw. Okay, all right, let's do it. Oh, yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy.
3: Love it. We will find out the correct trivia answer after this commercial break.
1: Two Girls, One Podcast is made possible by you, the listeners. And if you love the internet as much as we love talking about it, consider supporting us on Patreon.
2: A lot of work and time go into research, booking guests, recording, editing, and distributing the show.
1: Contributing even one or two dollars per episode is huge in offsetting our production costs.
2: If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash 2G1P.
1: We'll keep making the show no matter what. But your support allows us to make it even better. Thank you so much for listening. Well, that was an ad. Yeah. (laughs) Sure was. It advertised something.
2: We don't know what it It was. May or
1: may not get it.
2: Hopefully it doesn't conflict with our values in any way. (laughs) (laughs) But it
3: was good. Great advertisements for guns.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Something political. Oh, God. We just ran a Trump ad in our podcast. Can you imagine? It was an
5: ad. All right.
3: Well. All right. Uh, the question of the day is, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Allie, you said it was a hyacinth macaw. And Jen, you went with a ferret that correct. saw itself in the mirror. Yeah. The correct answer is the ghast in Minecraft is voiced by the composer's cat. Oh, woken up from a it. deep, deep sleep.
1: Jen, you were right you were right. I should have stolen Ferret from you so you could take it. <laughs> There's There was really no way to know, but
0: thank you. No.
2: Let's meet some for real college students now. Um, we are so lucky to have three different people with us today who are working in Minecraft to build campuses and report on them. It is time for our first interview of the day. Please welcome Pierce Anderson, student journalist. <laughs> welcome, Pierce. Thank you. So So good to be here. So you wrote the article that introduced us to this whole phenomenon. And you wrote in it that Zoom isn't nearly enough and it doesn't carry the tens of years of memories that Gen Z has for Minecraft. So I guess Allie and I were curious if you could tell us about what you perceive as the relationship between Gen Z and Minecraft.
5: When I originally got into Minecraft, I was at the very kind of cusp of being a millennial in Gen Z. I was around like 12, 13. And you know, th- those are kind of days when maybe in earlier generations you would be doing more adventuring, you'd be doing more sports. But for me, I would be growing up and seeing Minecraft update appear every year or so, and it kind of it would change my relationship to the game, and it would kind of grow with me as it moved on from a game that was in development to a game that was in alpha and then beta and then being released.
1: So it modeled your life because you were alpha, beta, and then you were released.
5: <laughs> I, like I guess yeah yeah uh, after after graduation i will be released into the this strange world um <laughs> but no you won't run just... that out <laughs> <laughs> you're released at
1: 18 now you're confined again uh... i'm confined
5: i'm confined to my to my childhood bedroom um oh, but yeah i mean just just like a childhood toy minecraft is there you can come back to it, and it's going to keep growing with you, just like I'm going to keep growing. I mean, the game will never not stop being updated.
3: Much like adults after they're released in their 1.0 version, uh, always, always building, always adding features.
5: Yeah.
1: I don't know, I haven't really <laughs> updated much in a while. Uh, okay, so how was this idea born to start building campuses in Minecraft?
5: I think Roblox was another alternative that was easily vetoed because it is almost the um, bizarro version of Minecraft. Uh, And SimCity probably is not going to work as well. So if you're just thinking about what kind of nice simulation can we get for a 3D world, Minecraft is there because it fits kind of the Venn diagram of creativity and also interaction. You know, not only can we go into a college, we could have a snowball fight there, we could play oh. uh, tag and like know all the corners and the alleyways. So it's a really accessible way uh, to interact with a space that's just beyond kind of, you know, doing a drawing or doing um, a mind palace of some sorts.
2: Do you happen to know how many college campuses are in the process of being built in Minecraft?
5: I know that there are archivists trawling the internet and trying to search this out. Um, <laughs> to the best of my records, there are dozens of college campuses, uh, but it's unclear the exact number and also unclear how many are publicly being displayed or how much are just kind of amongst smaller communities or niches inside colleges.
2: Got it. And um, how are the schools beginning to interact with each
5: other, I guess, like through sports or what are some of the other ways? Hmm. I think um, the Penn Relays were one of the first examples of this um i'm sure you could talk to mackie about that but uh when campuses will be more completed like mit or brown uh columbia is another one that i i think was discussed the idea is that we can copy and paste campuses kind of into the same world so you could have when brown ends columbia begins and then what i've been what's been described to me is a hunger games situation where they would kind of uh control the area, and then fight to the death to see until one player <laughs> remains. That's a little messed up. <laughs> it is it very goes. fun. I
1: watch <laughs> that, though. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Get it
1: on Twitch? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to root from alma mater. I wanted to ask about the accessibility of these campuses. So, you know, are there only certain demographics that are really into Minecraft? Are you guys helping other students participate in this? How's that working out?
5: yeah that's a that's a really interesting question um some of the things that i was most surprised about when i wrote this piece was originally um minecraft and all video games you know historically have like a gender imbalance uh but because of just the unexpected situation that we're in i think it draws a lot more other types of people into the game that might not naturally come to it um My partner and I, for example, have started a world in the Oberlin server, a little home, and she's never played before. And so I'm teaching her all of the basics and I'm able to go to other servers and they're able to say, you know, for the first time, um, I think this was in UChicago's debate team server, if I'm remembering correctly. They were saying for the first time, we've had actually uh, a very interesting gender balance when it comes to players on this server, because if you're going to interact with anyone in and you can't come to the real-life campus. I mean, this is the next best alternative. And so even if you don't historically like Minecraft, why not try it now? What else are you going to do with your time?
1: Right. <laughs> I was going to say something so inappropriate. But anyway, okay. Uh, <laughs> what else you can do with your time? So uh, you wrote that people are then sharing their Minecraft work on Discord and Reddit. So can you tell us how these... Uh, Minecraft universities are kind of playing out in other online forums like I know you mentioned people are Sharing photos and blueprints and seeing other people's campus campuses. So just, yeah, Mm
5: -hmm. yeah I think the best resource that I found at least to communicating about Minecraft college campuses is through Facebook groups I don't know if y'all have talked about the rise of um, teen meme Facebook groups, but it is next level um zoom memes for self quarantines has hundreds of thousands of members right now um and like tens of thousands of likes on like each post
1: we also interviewed them yeah
5: that episode went live today yeah oh fantastic
1: although i should thank you because i found out about it in your article because i'm old
5: <laughs> and the, the New York Times uh, told told me about it as well. So it's just like okay. thanks Taylor Lorenz. I mean, it's right. it's a very <laughs> uh, you have we interviewed her cool. as <laughs> we, we've also yeah. we, her. We have an episode with <laughs> Taylor. Uh, uh, see, it's a, It's a small digital world. So um, but yeah, it's just like you get kind of sucked into these groups with very funny ma- names for Oberlin. It's um, uh, Oberlin teens for discourse. Oberlin discourse ready teens for consortium memes. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> I believe that's right. I, I can double check. In case check anyone um, wasn't
1: sure if Oberlin was pretentious, I'm just <laughs> 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 we went to Yale, so I can't make those jokes.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. You can make those jokes. Do we have yales up here? Um, I so what I what I've done is I've actually listed out how many comments, at least in the week that I was searching and writing my article, how many comments were made about college campuses uh, about in Minecraft, and there were hundreds on the UCLA meme page, hundreds on UCSD. Hundreds on, actually thousands on the Zoom uh, memes for self-quarantines. I mean, it's just people are posting a lot of pictures, and then um, usually attaching blueprints uh, for what they created or where they sourced this from that they were able to publicly access, either from um, local historians, uh, school campus libraries, or um, just a publicly available building data. So that they're able to get it like right down to the meter um, of uh, whether you're accurately portraying, you know, the student union building or dormitory.
1: I love the attention to detail. Yeah,
5: totally. That's
2: wild. Pierce, you had mentioned somebody in your article who might start giving guided video tours of campuses. Is that happening? And if so, how can we sign up?
5: (laughs) Jasper. (laughs) Yes. the, The most recent thing I heard on the kind of, um, several Discord channels that I've joined is that uh, he is getting at least a second video where he's going to re-rank the college campuses because the top five that he did were before a lot of the campuses were finished, um, before they had streets put in, before they had lighting put in. um, And after that, if he gets, I think, enough attention, he can start doing some larger scale tour guided videos, which I think would be really interesting, especially if you're a prospective student.
1: Yeah, but also for alumni, like I would, I would be into it.
5: (laughs) Yeah. After the the, article came out, many, many Oberlin alumni contacted me and said, can I get on? I want to build my version of Oberlin's campus, which to me actually presented some challenges because it's like, do I allow the 1970s version of the storm to exist? Or will the 2010 version take over? Or will the 1920 version, you know? Can they exist in
1: different worlds or next to each other? Because it's kind of cool, too, to see the changes like that. But it's also interesting because they will be relying on photos and memory. It won't be as accurate.
5: Yeah, yeah. Currently, I think the best way to do it would be to have, like, several concurrent campuses. So maybe you could, like, walk through decade to decade. um, Yeah, because that's really
1: lovely, actually. (laughs) The idea that you could
5: travel through time like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really relaxing. Berkeley School of Music, they had the they had the restaurants on the outskirts of campus um, designed to have the details of if you could pay using credit or debit. Uh-huh. Uh, they had each table inside designed. They made a piano on a little stage in this in this cafe uh, where a lot of Berkeley students come to play the piano, and they had individual keys to that piano. I mean, just the level of detail is so exquisite.
1: Yale has already faded significantly from my memory. So it, it's really nice that you that these students are freezing you know, the twenty twenty version online in a way that it can really always be revisited. Like it's kind of cool that like 10 five, ten years from now you can have a college reunion in real life and in Minecraft to see exactly how it looked. 'Cause like Yale has already, you know, buildings have changed and things like that. Like you when you re- when you revisit it, it'll never be the same.
5: Yeah. I think when i was walking through one campus i think it was minnesota there was an art library and someone had posted a little sign over there it was unclear, it's unclear which player did it but i just read right here is where i first voted like right in the spot oh, and i was oh. like wow like that's a memory you're going to have for yeah. like the long for the longest time and then i walked outside and there were girl scout girl scouts selling girl scout cookies on huh? the street and i was just like wow remember when we had girl scouts and we could like Purchase things and like them. stand next to someone. Like, <laughs> Do you guys remember
1: Finments?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I might have some in the freezer
1: from Ooh, uh, two years ago so if you're interested.
3: Good. I'll ship them. Uh, Pierce, I have a quick technical question that is related to accessibility. Mm-hmm. People who enjoy Minecraft who are listening, and I know there are many. Uh, What version are we talking about? Is this bedrock that is cross-platform, meaning anyone can access from a phone or a tablet or a switch? Or are we talking like sit at your computer, mouse and keyboard, Java, you know, crazy mods version?
5: That is a really good question. Um, It seems like almost all servers I visited have been advertised and released in Minecraft Java. So it's only available for the computer. Um, But something to keep in mind is that when a lot of us bought Minecraft when we were, you know, twelve and thirteen. There was only a Java edition. There, the Nintendo Switch wasn't even, you know, a, a, a small figment of someone's imagination. And so mm-hmm. we've we've carried the, our usernames and our characters for so long. Um, a lot of us probably are unwilling or unable to tr- transition into uh, the Bedrock version of Minecraft.
3: Interesting. So then, in order to create this excruciating detail, like individual keys on a piano. There must be some third party modifications going on to these servers that allow you to do cool things like that right well
5: this is this is interesting. this is actually where I think the most metaphoric piece of this article comes out um what they are able to do is create what's called a falling sand entity when you have sand it 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 it, it usually usually slips and falls away uh because it's sand you know um and which means it's destroyed as soon as it touches the ground but what the Berkeley School of Music players are doing is they are looping a falling sand entity endlessly. So as soon as it's destroyed, it's recreated and then falls again as then it's recreated in this, in this endless loop. And by having it be an entity and not a block, they're able to modify the components of it and modify what it looks like. If we were interacting with that piece, it would be a piece of falling sand. But when we look at it, it's one key in the piano. Mm-hmm. And so they're able to do that uh, oh. three or four times to create a piano that looks like it is realistic, but it's made out of endlessly falling sand. And in that piece, I call this an anti-Ozymandias, because I don't know if you're all familiar with the Percy Shelley poem, but in Ozymandias, I mean, you approach this ruin and it says, you know, here lies Ozymandias, king of kings, but nothing is there but sand. Everything is destroyed. The statue is broken. But here in Minecraft, you're building things out of falling sand to keep them in place and to keep them going forever.
1: That is good. Let's (laughs) end there.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care.
2: And it looks like our next guest is here. So everybody, please welcome a builder from Boston University who's working on Quarantine University, Nick Marchuk. Welcome, Nick. Hello. So Quarantine University, what the heck is it? Um, What does it look like? Uh, Who's building it? We want to know everything.
6: So it's weird. I kind of just, I fell backwards into it. I was building the BU campus and this guy from the BU gaming club, never met him in person. We've only talked online, even though we probably live like less than a mile apart. He's like, come help with this project. We're doing it. We're doing what you're doing. We're doing it better. We're doing it bigger. It's obnoxious. <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but he basically said it like Doing
1: what you're doing, but better. <laughs> but not that and shitty
6: version. He is right. And also I don't have to pay the bill. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've been building the BU campus in Minecraft. And then this whole Quarantine University thing came about just also out of the blue. Like some people were advertising on the Facebook group. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of sketch. And the Jithfon, the guy who owns the server, he came into contact with them, and he's like, "Yeah, they actually don't have anything set up for Minecraft. They need me." So, just sort of through that, I came onto the whole project, and they have a really strong vision. They got they put this whole like team of people that I have no idea who they are, and it's like it's getting going. It's pretty cool.
2: That's awesome. So for like our listeners who aren't super familiar, what is it exactly? Is it all colleges coming together? Or it's Could you elaborate a little bit? Yeah.
6: Yeah. So I believe we're holding two events, one for graduating college seniors, one for high school seniors graduating. And it's not supposed to be like a replacement for commencement. It's not supposed to be like a super official event. It's just like a graduation ceremony that we're holding virtually in Minecraft. Where so It's kind of like you get to be present. You get to walk up on stage, get like a diploma, hopefully get your name called out over like a Zoom call or something. You can invite all your friends. And it's just it's a it's a fun way to sort of honor graduation while you're sort of stuck inside.
1: You mentioned that family can watch by Zoom. How does it how does it work to be a spectator?
6: Uh, We were planning on having the event, first of all, like live streamed over like Twitch. And also people can show up in Minecraft and then like not graduate. Like they can just watch from the stands that we built.
1: Okay. So you have graduation for all college seniors coming up May 22nd. Is that right? Uh, That sounds right. And how many, do you know about how many students are participating and from how many different schools?
6: I think it's a thousand students right now. I'm not super involved in the like planning of the like event itself. So I'm not. Everything I say is sort of like an estimate, but I think we we just hit a thousand signups. We're hoping to just grow exponentially from there, and we have a lot of different colleges. Like what we what we've noticed is that like we'll get like twenty or thirty students, like like big like spotches from different colleges. Like obviously like BU, like random like UCs, like because one person will get into it, they'll be like, oh, hey, you should do this with me.
1: Probably groups of friends. Will there be a commencement speaker?
6: That's what they were talking about. They were thinking of having like professors, like if like a lot of students, especially from BU, like they get like a professor to record like a short message and play it over the stream, something like that.
1: So what what does this virtual space look like?
6: It's meant to be inspired by like very like old prestigious college campuses like Harvard and MIT, but basically I've sort of, just in my like planning of it sort of run wild with what I wanted I built sort of like a Hogwarts type castle mm, nice, nice 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 yeah. nice Good I'm in it's like a it's like an island and when you come in you you're on like a dock and there's these big towering buildings over you and there's like this huge like clock tower and a gate and you like walk up and the stage is massive and there's these big columns and I think it's I think it's going to be pretty fun to look at
1: so I don't know if you know this part of it, but so you'll have all these students and theoretically all of their names will be called, everyone who's attending?
6: Theoretically, yeah.
1: <laughs> what if you get a million students signing up?
6: I've been assured by the people who pay the bills that they're going to like rapidly scale up the like, capability of the server. Mm-hmm. So they're planning that. They're like, okay. Their like, hope is that if everybody's in the same location... Based on the way like Minecraft works, that it'll be okay. But obviously, we don't have like the ability to like properly like stress test it. So there's like a very real chance that something might just go horribly wrong. Mm. But you know,
1: no such as life. <laughs> the real world has gone horribly wrong. So why wouldn't the virtual? <laughs> um, yeah. So so who's this mysterious person footing the bill? What's happening?
6: Yeah. So this is it's Vaughn. I think he's secured funding from BU, from the ad- administration, through the, his, like, BU gaming club. And oh. he pays for the server. And he also pays a little bit out of pocket, too, which is nice. Um, and he's been super... He's, like, on at, like, 4 a.m. Like, whenever, like, I have, like, a question about something, he's there. He is super, super dedicated to, like, making sure everything goes correctly.
1: I'm really not doing quarantine right. I don't know. know. (laughs) Kids today just (laughs) building nonstop. Okay, so do you know how students will receive these virtual diplomas?
6: We're thinking within the game, so Minecraft. You can write like little little books, and you can just write text in them. And hopefully, we're going to be able to just mass produce them based on people's like names and like what they fill out on the form, and just like hand them to them in game but Mm -hmm. as like a backup option it's possible that we could like just email them something virtually which is probably what's going to happen to them anyway so it's kind of sad but you
2: know okay yeah um and any other elements of the ceremony like the way people are moving throughout the space or anything else you think is cool and unique to this experience
6: well i think in real life you're sort of like a, a prisoner like i remember when i was in high school i was in the band so we had to play pomp and circumstance at every graduation (laughs) so by the time i graduated this it was like my like 30th graduation speech i ever heard and i've heard this speech before like a million times and i'm sitting here i have to be extremely polite but also i'm supposed to be like honored at the same time like happy that i'm graduating but i think when you move it virtually in minecraft you're not under any sort of social obligation like you can You can move around you can jump around you can even just leave if you want to if you're just like whatever you can just walk away from the keyboard you buy into it exactly as much as you want to
2: right Um, so like less pomp and circumstance most likely
6: Yeah, probably.
1: More yeah. circumstance, less pun. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Well the silver lining that we see is that, you know, I think normally college students don't necessarily interact a ton with students from other schools except maybe in sports, which is a thing that I know absolutely Mm-mm. nothing about. I don't think Jen does either. Nope. Um yeah, mm-hmm. sports. What are they? Uh, so has this? So it sounds like this has been an opportunity to meet people from different campuses. Um, do you feel like you're forging connections where you wouldn't have in the real world?
6: I mean, yeah, I got a couple new LinkedIn friends. I mean, I mean, we're supposed to use LinkedIn, right? Everything's networking. That's what I've been told. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if that bears fruit eventually. But it's just been interesting. Like somebody will join, and I remember in our first meeting we had for the build. Warren mentioned he was like, we have somebody from Egypt that signed up, and somebody in the call spoke up. And they're like, "Oh, that's me." He's like, "What do? I don't know. It was probably like four a.m. in Egypt, but this guy showed up because he wanted to help out." <laughs> so
1: yeah, so so Nick, how many people are working on this build?
6: Well, embarrassingly, it's kind of just like two people right now. Like right at the beginning, we had a ton of interest in the building, but our outreach has been mostly focused on getting people to show up to the event and it's a lot of it has fallen to me and like a couple other like dedicated volunteers. So Mm -hmm. a lot of it, so it, it, which is obviously like difficult, like it's a very massive thing to be working on, but also I'm the sort of person who likes to have a strong vision for what I'm working on. So it's kind of nice to just sort of lay it all out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would have just gone one step further and just imported Hogwarts, seen if one already exists in Minecraft, and then just add a stage. <laughs> that could have worked. Yeah. 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 So next time, call me. Well, uh, you got to go get
2: building if you're one of two people.
1: Yeah. What the oh, hell? Yeah. Get out of here.
6: <laughs> As you.
1: <laughs> well, thanks so
2: much for joining us, Nick. It's been really nice talking to you. And good luck with it.
6: Yeah, thank you. It's my first podcast, so I'm glad it Ooh, went well. Wow.
1: This podcast virginity. No, Allie. <laughs> it's like he's geez. old enough. He's old enough. I he's of age. <laughs>
2: and we have another interview, guys. Please welcome to the podcast a builder from U Pencraft server, Makarios Chung. Welcome, Makarios. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? Do, doing well. Good. Hanging in there. Surviving quarantine. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, went outside <laughs> for the first time in weeks yesterday.
2: You I did? Mean, you should do that more. You should do that more. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you can take a walk, like, once a day if you want.
4: Well, well yes, but I'm I'm too busy um, playing Doing pen Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: okay, exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Let's dive in. Cool. Yeah, when and why did you decide to start building pen in Minecraft?
4: Well, it was right after um, the everything, all, all the shit went down. We had just gotten emails from our president saying... Don't come back to campus because uh, we're shutting everything down. After I got home, uh, I saw Angie's post on Facebook saying something along the lines of, I saw some kindergarten in Japan had their graduation in Minecraft. Want to do it here with Penn? And so I clicked the link, joined the Discord, and I was one of the first few people there. So I was lucky enough to uh, get a position on the moderation team. So I helped uh, set up the server and we just got on. Uh, We delineated the main arteries through ways and just started going to town on all the buildings and everything.
2: Wow. So it's the two of you building it?
4: So there's a whole moderation team. It goes something like this. Andrew Andrew was the one who founded the server. He was the one who had the idea. He made the Discord and everything. Um, Me and a couple others were the first people to join the Discord, and we were the most active in the Discord. So I was the one who set up the survival server. Uh, Damien's the one who set up the creative server. There's a couple other moderators who help out with social media and helping to delegate builds. And then uh, the moderators are generally some of the most active builders. But aside from us, there's like several dozen other people who have also come in to help build campus. I think one guy has more or less built like half of the humanities building. So that's pretty cool.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. How much time does that take to build half the humanities buildings?
4: If if I may say so, uh, some of the humanity, humanities buildings are more boxy because they're like boring 70s <laughs> architecture.
2: Um, <laughs> he just plops them down.
6: <laughs>
3: he, he, literally oh,
4: copied and pasted, he, he literally copied and pasted one building.
2: Uh, Ugh,
6: after so lazy. It built.
3: Lazy. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's how it was physically built in the real totally. world too. Totally, exactly. Then, so. It was just talking
4: to face in the real world. Why wouldn't we do it in like Minecraft? <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it, it's still it's still very impressive. But yeah, I think generally people have been spending uh, somewhere from two to four hours a day.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of time, yeah. so whatever. So, backing up a little, yeah, you mentioned exactly. a lot of things. You mentioned the Discord. Is the Discord s- server that you guys have? I mean, is it basically like the planning committee? The planning goes on in Discord, and then you guys hop um, in, is that right?
4: Yeah, more or less. Uh, people people join the Discord, and then from there on, we give them the link to the server so that they can actually join in-game.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned survival and creative. What was that?
4: Uh, so, uh, Pencraft actually has uh, two servers. We have the creative server, which is the one that's getting all the attention. We're building campus on it. But we also have the survival server, which is... Uh, the server where Penn students can just play run-of-the-mill Minecraft with everyone else, and so uh-huh. I think, so I like to think of a college, a uh, university, as being made up of like a campus and a community. One server has the campus, but the other server has all the community.
1: The community is currently playing in whatever the normal Minecraft landscape yes. is.
4: Yes. And so, then
1: when the when Penn is done, can they play there?
4: They're pretty separate. They're pretty disjoint at the moment. Um, we don't really have any plans to merge the two together because uh, they serve different purposes, but there are still plenty, uh, many people who are playing on the normal survival server that are also playing on the creative server.
2: So we've read you're doing a ton of work to make sure that everything is very accurate and to scale. So how architecturally accurate are these buildings that are part of the campus?
4: We're measuring everything in Google Maps, making sure that all the buildings are more or less accurate to the meter if to several meters if not the meter because if we don't then if one building is a bit too large then the other building is going to be off by a couple meters and then that happens uh, several more times and then suddenly one walkway is like half a kilometer off from where it is in real life so we have to make sure that everything is well within a couple blocks of how large it is in real life because we're using the we're using a one-to-one scale where one one block in Minecraft is one cubic meter in real life.
1: And um, what about the different materials as well?
4: Yeah, that's where it gets a bit tricky because a lot of buildings are made out of different shades of brick and in Minecraft there's only one shade of brick. So we have to get a bit creative with the materials we use. Something else that's kind of tricky is that because we're working in Minecraft, everything, every building is in such low resolution that in order to make the buildings actually look good, we have to exaggerate some features and we have to ignore other features.
3: Yeah, I I like your low resolution analogy. It's like taking a picture, but then uh, taking a beautiful picture of, you know, of a person, but then lowering the resolution, you know, 100x so that you can still make out that it's a human form, but it's very blocky and pixelated, if if that makes sense.
4: Yeah, sort of like that. Well, actually, a better analogy would be you know how you can take a picture and then like turn down the resolution, and then it'll look really bad, but then you have, can have a pixel art object of the same item, and it'll look a lot better? Yeah. Uh, what we're doing is the pix- we're, we're doing pixel art of the whole campus, except they're voxels because they're 3D pixels. But yeah, you can't just um, take a 3D model and just convert it directly into Minecraft. You have to manually add a bunch of different
3: features. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an art form, not a conversion. Yeah, exactly. It's an yeah, art form. That's great. That's really cool. I never thought of it that way.
1: So, how much of the Penn campus is now recreated?
3: Seventy
4: percent of the buildings we want to build initially are done, and that's more or less what we need to do in order to host like a graduation on campus, which was our original plan. Yeah. Um, but there's still a lot of buildings outside uh, the main campus blocks that we want to do as well. Like we have a hospital, we have a bunch of nursing buildings. Still, it's only been a month. I think we've gotten a significant amount of the way done.
2: That's so impressive. My gosh. Pretty good. Are there any really unique features or details that you're proud of or think are really cool?
4: Yeah, definitely. One of the buildings that's been really iconic on real life, as well as in Minecraft, is the Fisher Fine Arts building, which was built by this guy named Frank Furness. And he built a bunch of really iconic buildings mostly in really, really red brick. And so one of our builders, Michael Wilhoyt, he's an incoming architecture student, and he came in and just, he made it look as good inside Minecraft as it does in real life. And he also did a bunch of the interiors and everything. Uh, so that's like a gem.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, so how is planning coming along for graduation?
4: Well, we want to do graduation of some sort. Uh, right now, we're more focused on another tradition called heyday, which is a tradition where um, all the juniors walk down Locust Walk, the central artery of Penn, and it's more or less the school junior to senior moving up ceremony. And so a large part of that, as I just said, is about walking down Locust Walk. And so while they can't do that in real life anymore, uh, we're hoping to have that in Minecraft.
2: Well, best of luck in your continuing journey to build the campus. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me.
2: That was so delightful. Speaking to the up-and-comers of today.
1: You know... This podcast has taught me something, which is that I like the youth. I like them. I thought I was going to resent them and be a crotchety old lady. Yes, because they're so young and sprightly and they have the whole world (laughs) ahead of them. But I really like them. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Um,
2: It also is just getting me thinking about like urban planning and what that used to look like. And now we have like people building things in online. It's just nuts what they're able to do and make it so accurate. And I'm fascinated to hear about like all of the weird little details, like the buildings on the edge of campus and the piano and whatever. And like, eventually, what will we be able to do in these environments? Like, could we just attend school in one of these environments? It's wild. Yeah.
1: I mean, the next pandemic is going to be way better because we'll have VR. I actually really think like they need to expedite this VR thing for these waves of quarantine that are happening. Like VR needs to capitalize Mm -hmm. on this shit now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think quarantine has really hit home for me that there, you know, the extent to which there are two worlds existing simultaneously, the like so-called real world and the virtual world. And it's like quarantine hit and the virtual world just like lit up. But also I need to, turn off my screens
3: <laughs> way too much time on instagram I, this idea that we need to recreate like we were all at a campus or an office so we need to recreate the that environment virtually and then reattend it makes perfect sense now and this is amazing stuff that's being built but like truly the true vr ar solution yeah, is just like i'm sitting at home and and my friends and colleagues just beam in and they are they feel like they are in my house and i feel they feel like I'm in their house, right? And we're but just but that's something different,
1: right? Because college is so specific to the physical space. So and they yeah. they were they were torn so abruptly from that space yes. and those traditions of walking down a certain road and you know not getting to but do I, that. I
3: hope. Well, what do you guys think about this? I mean, I hope that if technology makes education and social interaction more accessible, then those like let me go to a physical college and walk around. Could be replaced in a pandemic situation by we can all. It's it's more of a VR chat, you know, times ten scenario where it's that physical. What do you call it? Um, who, our guest explained this to us: physical pre, uh, embodiment, presence, or something. Mm-hmm. Where it's more about being in proximity. Like Minecraft is amazing, but you don't feel like you're next to a person in Minecraft.
1: Right. No. That's VR is going to be next level. This is so simplistic, but
2: I love the idea of preserving a space and time as well. And, I mean, Ali, if we had the opportunity to go back to 2005,
1: yell. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know.
2: I mean, it would kind of be hilarious. and I would. Oh, love yeah, your
1: 15-year reunion has been postponed. That's what you mentioned.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, if we would have had the opportunity to attend it virtually, I definitely would have done that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, maybe
1: you well, should is... get in on that Minecraft game, Jen. one thing i'm
2: likely not going to try have you heard of it
1: (laughs) (laughs) at least building it (laughs)
2: well i guess we would just love to hear from all of you i mean minecraft college experiences feels a little too specific but if any of you are doing that out there please let us know um but also how are you recreating real environments online for yourselves
1: about some options other than zoom Yeah. That's what I want to know. Get off the Zoom. Love you, Zoom. Yeah. Love you. Not hate Zoom.
3: I'm not a fan. (laughs)
1: Not a fan. Um, Oh, I know. i have got some privacy issues, but I have chosen to ostrich in this case.
0: Uh,
1: uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, Lord.
2: Get in touch with us. We always love to hear from you, especially now. You can tweet at me at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R.
1: I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D email
2: us at 2g1podcast at gmail.com. You can also text and or leave a voicemail. Woo! That phone number is 347-871-6548. That number
0: again, 347-871-6LIT.
2: And certainly last but not least, join our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2g1p. This is a free thing you can sign up for. You can only get the URL here though. So we're going to say it again in a minute, but get ready to write it down um, because it's very fun. Listeners of the show or going there to discuss uh upcoming shows things that have already happened on the show or just get to know one another and us and guests so go there join us discord.gg 2g1p it's basically a chat room uh and it's a lot of fun
0: yes
3: before you get into the next part i do have some calls from the public not a call but a message sent to our patreon by a wonderful new subscriber, patron uh, named Gerard. Gerard says, love your podcast so much. It's the only one I listen to on any kind of regular basis. I've learned a lot about various internet communities and phenomena I otherwise would not have known about. Every week is a treat since it's like listening to friends. Keep up the excellent work. And I will say that Gerard has contributed at the $10 level, which means they will get a shout out periodically, but maybe Maybe every week. What do you guys think?
2: Well, this is a perfect um, sort of segue to say that, you know, your Patreon contributions all mean so much to us. And we've decided, uh, we talked amongst ourselves, and anybody who contributes at $10 or more, uh, we're going to start calling them out on air every single week because we really do appreciate you um, and all of you contributing. Absolutely. So um, thank you so much to Chris Harrison, Gerard Doran, Jessica Fox, Melissa Elliott, James Dozier, Omga. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Omga, you all are the best. Thank you so much. We hope
1: that list gets so long that it's awkward.
2: <laughs> That's right. We just keep droning on and on and on.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, y'all, so, Ali, if, if anybody wants to visit our Patreon, what do they do? You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P. Fabulous. All right. Well, we
2: will see you all hopefully on our Discord server throughout the week, but definitely we'll see you next week or hear you next week on the podcast, or you'll hear us. I guess that's the way podcasts work. But anyway, um, we
0: Turns so I'll give you <laughs> a
1: tutorial later. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
0: By Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Then buried in a cave at the bottom of a procedurally generated ocean. I, I produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of the Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. <laughs> The Podglamour, a sonic universe.